All right. Hello and welcome to the Killing Time with Arch podcast, the show that's all about your favorite and soon to be new favorite TikTok creators. My guest today goes by Cigarbox Scott, and he's a talented musician who has been playing his Cigarbox guitar a lot lately. And he specializes in old time bluegrass and folk and traditional music or whatever you want to call it, which I'll talk with him more about. Uh, and he plays right here in the Dayton area. So join me as I talk with him more about his instruments and his music in just a moment. Hello and welcome to the show. Thanks so much for coming on talk with me today. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, Arch. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess just to start off, I have to say I, um, I, I've i loved cigar box instruments for a while now, and I've just always thought that they were really cool. So I'm curious, what, what made you want to start playing that in the first place? Yeah, you know, I've, I've played lots of other instruments over the years and uh, just picked this up recently. A friend of mine uh, gave it to me. Uh, he had uh, the guy who made it as a friend of his, and they traded guitars. And my friend decided he didn't want to play it, and said, "I know somebody who probably would like to play that," and gave it to me. And uh, it just stuck. Like the stuff I like to do, the kind of music I like to play, just it just immediately transferred to this. And uh, I've, I've been loving it. It's, it's really fun. Well, yeah, because I always, I almost kind of thought they were just kind of gimmicks, really, for a while, and I never really heard anybody play them like you know really, really well like that. So I love. So you haven't been playing them that long, right? Yeah, uh, no, it's been uh, not quite two years actually. Um, okay, but uh, it's been yeah a little bit less than that. Usually, you hear them like, uh, you know, like you said, people are selling them at craft festivals, and it's mostly the people who make them, right? But there's this whole community I've discovered. Since, since picking this up, of uh, builders and players, and they're super active on social media. There's, you know, 20 or 50 groups, maybe. There's a ton of them. And there's little festivals around the country, and there's definitely a whole culture about it. It's been really fun getting into it because I didn't know anything about it. Well, what other uh, instruments do you normally play before you got into the. Uh, so right now, um, I play in a band here in Dayton uh, called the Barnhearts, and uh, I play lap steel guitar with them like you know kind of like the country sound the slide guitar um and i have adapted this into the band a bit and uh i used to be a bass player that was my first instrument and i play guitar and i play a tiny little bit of mandolin and banjo not great but a little bit um you know things like that but uh, steel and slide guitar is what i mostly play in groups and things like that nice okay well, I did my, uh, you know, Spotify rap recently, like everybody did probably. And uh, I got uh, a lot of stomp and holler as my top genre, which okay. kind of surprised me. I didn't realize I listened to that much of it. And I, I also, honestly didn't realize it was like that that was a style or a genre, to be honest. So I'm curious, like, what else I don't know about it. So maybe yeah. I'm wondering if you can play or maybe, you know, explain a little bit about the style of music you like to play and feel free to you know play it if you want to demonstrate. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be happy to do that. So what I like to do mostly is I like to take like old folk songs and traditional songs and, and then I like to like tweak them, like give them my own kind of spin. Uh, and I definitely like things. It's funny, like you with a, with a heavy beat, a good drive. And so you can't see it on, uh, on screen, but I actually have a piece of wood uh, at my feet here that I, I put a microphone into and I hook it up to a, an amplifier to give it just a little bit extra beat. So then I become like a one man band. Um, and so what I like to do is I'll give you an example. I take, 
let's say a bluegrass song. I love bluegrass and old time music, but I I like mine with a little more something behind it. So anyway, so you take a song like if you've ever heard of um, a popular bluegrass song, it's called Darling Corey. And if you were going to hear it bluegrass style, it would go like. That's so cool. Um, Appreciate it. And, well, and I should mention too, you're, uh, you know, you've been in the this world for a while now, I, I, I've learned. So you've literally written the book on uh, bluegrass and old time music. And then you were the editor for a while of Sing Out magazine. So right. I just, I would love to hear your perspective on kind of, you know, why that style of music's uniquely American or what is it that you love about it maybe? And yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a great question. So I, I think um, one of the things I love about folk music is that it evolves. And that's one of the things that I feel like I'm doing. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe that, that traditional music and folk music, which folk music means music of the people, right? Mm -hmm. And songs that people sing. And uh, it evolves with the times. And once recorded music started in the 20s or 30s, we got this freeze because we heard of what it sounded like at that time period. Right. right. So a lot of people play traditional music the way it was originally recorded when recordings first happened. But traditional music evolves over the years. You know, one song I play, um, Gallows Pole, it's a, you know, like Led Zeppelin did it. Like mm -hmm. that has roots to like medieval Europe. And mm -hmm. obviously it didn't sound back then like the way, you know, uh, Led Zeppelin did it. And it was done by blues guys in the U.S. And so anyway, what I love about it is that. It's things that have been around for a long time, but but it keeps changing. I, I think that's really cool. I love to do that. I think it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, and I um, I know that you know you kind of love to play traditional music, but with your own spins. I'm wondering how would you describe maybe what your particular style is, or what influences it in particular? Yeah. So. Um, I guess I guess if you had to pin me down, I'd say it's it's roots music, whatever that means. Uh, you know, it, it's inspired by the tradition, but definitely with you know blues and rock sort of undertones, right? Because mm -hmm. I like that that beat, the drive underneath it. Um, so, and the, the the way that I play, uh, I'll take I'll take the songs and I'll either slow them down, speed them up. Uh, I like to put a hook to them. So like that, that Darwin Corey I played, you know, just sort of the, you know, it, it gives it a little bit more than just playing straight chords, you know, just, just strum. Uh, and so that's what I like to do with it. And uh, what I like about old time songs, um, you know, old time like Appalachian kind of songs, mm -hmm. is they've already evolved, right? You'll hear recordings of, of someone singing a cappella. You'll hear a bluegrass band do it, and you'll hear a lot of blues guys do mm -hmm. old time country songs as well, which I always thought was cool. Yeah, you know, where there's like, you know, 
African-American tradition of it and then the Southern tradition and this, and they're the same songs. We're just done differently. Right. Yeah. I used to, um, I used to teach us history and I one time wanted to try to like put together a unit on kind of just bluegrass or, you know, traditional music, just because I feel like there's so many different influences that people don't even realize are in there and instruments and styles from so many different places already. (laughs) So that's so cool about it, but I quickly got in over my head with (laughs) the research. I get that. Well, when you were talking about what makes it American, I think what makes it American is, is like you're talking about, it's that amalgam. It's mm-hmm. the fact that we have all these styles. Just what makes our country great in general right. is the influences from all the people. Like, you know, the banjo, I got one up here. It's an African instrument. Right. Yeah. It was a gourd instrument that now is, you know, when you think of banjos, you think of bluegrass or country music. And, you know, that's not its origin. Right. But you wouldn't have that music without it. And I, I think that's cool. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, I want to go back to the um, uh, the instrument that you're playing in particular yeah. for a second because I, I'm wondering, you know, how hard are these things to make? Because I love cigars and guitars. It's a good combination, man. Yeah. So uh, you, you can make guitars out of beer bottles. I'd be, I'd be set. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, uh, yeah. So I can tell you a little bit about it. So I did not make this one. Like I said, this was uh, this was a gift. Uh, but this is actually a cigar box. I don't know how well you can see it there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it had 25 Padron executives in it at one point, oh, whatever nice. that means. Yeah. Um, so what they do is they'll they'll take the, the box, and this one I have locked right now. I have it screwed shut. But you can open them. Uh, almost all cigar box guitars, not all, but most, are amplified because they don't mm-hmm. have a real loud acoustic sound. Uh, right. This one's a little different, though. First of all, it's a much bigger box than most cigar boxes. And in it, it there's a resonator. It's like a paint can lid that's put into it. Like, you ever see, like, a Dobro or some kind of, like, steel guitar with a big metal hubcap? Right, yeah. It has that on there. So if I turn this amp off for a second, it has a pretty decent acoustic sound. So it's not too bad. Right. Um, but there's not a lot to resonate yeah. in here if you don't build something. Yeah, but that's a paint can lid, you said? Yeah, yeah. And I, I've seen them, too, with, like, dog bowls and things like that in them. Uh, oh, because then, the, you know, the sound bounces around in there. Uh-huh. Uh, and there's not that much for it to bounce around in, in a cigar box. Um, this one's a four-string. Uh, usually, not usually, but a lot of them are three strings. This one has an extra string, which gives it a full chord. A lot of them are just three. Which gives it a little bit more of a bluesy kind of sound, which is why you often see people playing blues on these things. Okay. Um, oh, that I mean, I've seen fun. people make them out of cigar boxes. I've seen them make guitars like this out of shovels. Uh, one time I saw Rev Payton playing Axe. Um, so oh, nice. there's lots of cool stuff like that. And then uh, there's also there's six string cigar box guitars, there's cigar box basses. There's ukuleles. Like I said, it is if it's something you're interested in, homemade instruments, there's a whole culture you can get involved in. It's, it's pretty neat. Well, that was going to be my next question, I guess, was about the stringing. And I guess that maybe cigar box is more about how it's or what it's made out of than like how it's stringed. Is that accurate? Or Yeah, probably. I, I think that's fair. And this, you know, this is tuned open. So okay. um, it's to this is I tune mine to an open E. So mm-hmm. it's E, B. 
E, G sharp. So it makes a full uh, chord. A lot of them are tuned to uh, open G as well, which is pretty common. Uh, so it's similar to a banjo. The banjo strings are in slightly different order, uh, mm -hmm. but it's similar. And in fact, you, know, you asked me about my playing style, and I do a lot of stuff the same way I play the banjo. And I don't play the banjo well, but uh, but I do I do try to apply some of that to here. Um, and what I'll do too is to change the key because you're always in the same key. Is I'll use a capo just okay. to bring it up a different key or whatever. And then a lot of people that you'll often see is they'll use a slide. Oh yeah, so nice. I, I use a slide. I don't use it as often because I'm playing kind of a different style of music. This is a glass slide. I have a brass one as well, and there's there's all kinds of ones out there, and it just gives it a different sound, like. <laughs> see a lot of you know it's pretty fun to play like that too yeah, it sounds it sounds like instantly more bluesy now yeah, like, oh, I, love, yeah. I love that and some of the, the 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 ones you know they make them where the action you know the distance between the string and the fretboard is real high so a lot of guys play with slide almost all the time nice um, yeah, it, it's fun to play for sure. It changes the way, like you said, the way it sounds. Fun. Sounds so cool. I love that sounds. Uh, well, and, um, maybe getting back to kind of more traditional or folk music or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. you, you, I'm curious, you know, you mentioned it's always evolving. So who are some of the maybe the older traditional artists you like to listen to? And then what are some, some newer artists that you enjoy? Yeah. Your influences um, even. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, I actually grew up um, in a household of folkies. Uh, mm -hmm. And what's funny is I, you know, I wasn't interested in it as like a kid, you know, middle school, I was listening to heavy metal and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I went with my parents to the Philadelphia Folk Festival. I grew up out east and uh, it instantly kind of like got sucked in. But it, I really love, um, I love Lead Belly. Um, of course, I like Bob Dylan. Everybody, well, not everybody does, but I like Bob Dylan. Sure. Um, real traditional stuff. I mean, that's a great question. Now I got to think about who I listen to. On the on the blues side, I really like uh, John Lee Hooker. Oh, um, yeah. I really like uh, Junior Kimbrough, if you've ever heard him. Oh. Um, and then you know, on like the whatever you'll call the folk side, I mean, I've listened to tons of John Prine. Not that he's really. A traditional player but uh, i love the sound that he plays uh I've been to him a lot recently i love john and, yeah. Oh, yeah and i i've seen him a lot he's somebody when i first got into it i was like sold on john prine um i mean you know it's funny is i'm gonna listen to this when we're done and i'm gonna go oh man i miss this guy and i miss this guy and i miss this guy right. uh you know i one of the first I'll, I'll tell you a couple of the first albums i got they're still some of my favorites mississippi john hurt you know him uh, Pete Seeger, for sure. Love Pete mm -hmm. Seeger. Um, I got to know Pete Seeger when I was working at Sing Out Magazine, so that was a cool thing. Oh, wow. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, that, that was really neat. Uh, but, yeah, there, there's just so many over the years that, that I've listened to. And as far as new artists, you know, there's, man, I feel like in the last 10 years, independent music has had a renaissance. Since mm -hmm. streaming 
Um, you now have an out and, you know, since YouTube on, you have an outlet for these people who before you're lucky if you got on public radio for one hour a week or, you know, <laughs> whatever. But man, I've listened to so much great music over the last bunch of years. I've discovered so many really cool artists. Um, yeah, I think I mentioned him earlier, but if you're into this kind of thing, especially the blues thing, there's a guy out there named Rev Payton. Um, oh, yeah. He's a guitar whiz, and he plays six-string, but he plays a lot of cigar box guitar as well. Um, nice. And he plays, like, super crazy kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, I you know, I listen to a lot of different stuff. I like um, a band called Watch House. They used to be uh, Mandolin Orange. Uh, I like a lot of country music, like real country music. Right. Uh, not what they play on the radio. Uh, yeah. I've been listening to a woman there named... Uh, Nikki Lane, I really like her. Uh, but you name it. I mean, I, I love bands like the Lumineers. Um, you know, I've seen Charlie Crockett a couple of times over the last couple of years. He's really great. Um, yeah, there's just there's so much great music out there, I think, these days. That I've really been enjoying it uh, a lot, actually. Well, and speaking of other bands, uh, and you mentioned the, the Barnhearts a little bit earlier, but maybe you can yeah. tell us a little bit more about them and what kind of stuff you guys do together. Yeah. Yeah, so um, so I'm in a trio called the Barnhearts with John and Cindy Treasure. They're a married couple, and I joined them right before the world fell apart. Uh, it was like the very end of 2019, beginning of 2020. Okay. Um, it was funny. So I live in Troy, and they were playing at Troy's Porch Fest. Um, and I had gotten to the point where, like, my kids were older now. I wanted to get back into music, and I heard this band. I really enjoyed them. So I went and asked them if they want to jam sometime. And they, yeah, they were kind of like, oh, maybe send us your email. <laughs> so then like three or four months later, they got back to me and said, hey, our guitar player is moving to the Netherlands. Do you want to oh, get together and play music? Well, yeah. So <laughs> we, uh, we, we play and uh, John writes all the songs, their original songs. And they are like neo-folky with kind of like a bluegrass country kind of thing underneath. So I play the steel guitar, Cindy plays the upright bass, John plays guitar and sings, and uh, plays harmonica. And uh, it, it's, a, it's a great time. Um, in fact, we're going to play the uh, Dayton Battle of the Bands this year at the Bright Side. So oh, nice. That's awesome. That. Yeah, it should be really fun. Um, which I, went to a, I went to a few of those contests last year. Really fun, great venue, um, cool bands. Dayton's got a pretty good music scene. You know, for being yeah. a small city, it's it, it's it's great. I, I yeah, I think it really does, especially since the bright side you know came around. Because I know there used yeah. to be. I'm sure you probably played at Canal Street Tavern back in the day. <laughs> or, uh, I I've been there. I never did get to play there, but I, I have been there for sure. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, now I think it's it's I, it's pretty cool. I think for sure. So, um, well, I'm curious uh, what uh, um, other gigs that you might have coming up. Um, cause I know, I think you're going to be at, is it yellow cab soon? Yeah. So, um, yellow cab does a showcase on Thursday nights, um, which is a great place to see new local music, by the way. It's really fun. The, the guy who runs at Windsor does a great job. So I'm going to play there on January 4th. And then a couple of days later, I'm going to be down at, uh, the Leo coffee house, which is a part of queen city balladeers, which is the Cincinnati folk music society. Oh, so cool. they do a concert every Sunday night. Oh, wow. Um, so I'm going to be down there playing. There's three different bands that night. Uh, one of them is uh, the headliner is Mike Oberst. He's uh, lead singer of the Tillers. 
Okay. Uh, so he'll be playing that night. And then um, I did, uh, I am going to be playing at the Central Ohio Folk Music Festival uh, this summer. I should say May, uh, which is yeah, in Columbus. And that's part of the Columbus Folk Music Society. So. Oh, okay. Very cool. Yeah. I've never been to one of those. I'm curious. Like, are those, how long are those typically? Those it's, a, it's a two day festival. Uh, it's not like an over, it's not a camping one, but uh, okay. it's held at a park in Columbus and uh, uh, it should be a great event. They're, they're a cool organization too. You know, they do, they do monthly concerts. Uh, right. They do sing alongs and jams and, you know, they're dedicated to keeping the music going. And uh, so I think it's cool, you know, for me living in Dayton, I can go down to Cincinnati to their stuff, I go over to Columbus. Uh, there's just a lot happening, um, which is neat. That you know, if you look for it, it's there. Right. Absolutely. Well, um, I would, uh, you know, love to hear maybe anything that you might be playing at one of those upcoming shows that you okay. might want to share with us if you'd like. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do one. Um, so I'll play my my one and only hit. Uh, and by hit, I mean it has my most YouTube likes, so there you go. Whatever that means. Uh, this is a, um, well, I discovered that, you know, I play blues songs, I play bluegrass the whole time, but I play a lot of gospel songs. Um, which, you know, it's a type of folk music, right? And that's one that actually has evolved a lot. Um, again, multicultural. and uh, But this is actually not just a gospel song, it's a spiritual. Okay. Um, and the definition of spiritual is that it's about freedom. Okay. Right? There's a lot of code in there about the African-American experience. You'll notice most spirituals mention Moses, mm -hmm. and things like that around freedom and captivity. So uh, this song's called Wade in the Water. Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll do that. Thank you. 
awesome i love that it's such a cool sound especially at the slide and everything i love it, it it's fun and i'll tell you what's really fun is uh sit in the basement and crank up like the distortion on the guitar because mm -hmm. i'm somebody who like always played acoustic instruments and i used to think that you had to play them traditional way and, and now it's funny as older i get the more electric i get uh and it's fun to like sit in there and crank up the distortion and play with delays and it's fun it's really fun. Awesome. I love it. I uh, I may have to get one now. I uh, <laughs> sounds pretty cool. I, I recommend it. I mean, it's just to just to mess around with. In fact, I got it. I should have brought it in the studio. I didn't. It's downstairs. But I got a new one for Christmas. Uh, uh, my mom bought me one. Sweet. Um, yeah, because she's cool like that. And, yeah. uh, and it's different. It's a smaller size. It has a different tuning. It's tuned to open G. And yeah, it's fun. It's been it's been really fun to do. Um, I'll tell you what else is fun is playing gospel songs in bars. Um, yeah. I play a lot of bars around here and uh, uh, opening up a set with a gospel song, man, it works. It's great. People love it. They get you know excited about it. And plus, you can do jokes about sinners and bars and stuff like that. Right. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, no, gospel music seems to be, you know, you don't have to be a religious person to like gospel music. Oh, no, that's true. Yeah. About it, you know? Yeah, no, I definitely. There's some songs that I like to play and stuff, and I and it's kind of funny you mentioned the bars because I I don't know if they still do it. I have to check it out. But trolley stop, I think every week okay. maybe they used to have like a just a bluegrass kind of jam session that people could oh, go that'd to. That'd be cool. Yeah, but I think they I don't know if they still have it going on or not. Hmm. But um, I was trying to go to that for a little while, and I would yeah. you know, play the like two songs that I could stick with. <laughs> <laughs> you play mandolin, right? Uh, I try, yeah. I, okay. I can play. Like, I know more. I know more chords on guitar. It's really just <laughs> really cool. so. Um, but cool. my favorite was I. I have a, a banjo lately that I got from a um, like. Actually, it was down in Carolina that I got it, but um, I. It's just doesn't hold a tune very well. It's I've got somebody working on it right now, so I'm hoping yeah. that it, uh, you know, kind of is able to. Because I mean, you'll just literally like. You know, you'll just watch the keys turn back after you put it into that position. So, uh, but hopefully he can uh, help me out there. But yeah, I, I love this sound. So this might, I might have to try to either get or make one of these someday. Yeah. Well, and you know, it, um, you know, there, there's kits out there. There's companies that sell kits. And here in right. Dayton, there's um, there's several builders. Uh, one guy I've run into at a lot of open mics, and in fact, I played a CD release party this fall was uh, Max Green. Uh, okay. He's a builder. Um, and then I ran into a couple other guys, and it's it's definitely a thing. And you can see there's all these different, you know, variations of, you know, first-time kind of builders and, like, premier luthiers, you know. Right, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, actually, I wish I could do it myself, but I don't have that I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I, maybe one day I'll try to venture into that world. We'll see. My uh, most, my, my woodworking stops at building a box that I can step on. Like, that was it. I did well, that last cool. winter. That was fun, but it took, you know, it would take most people like an hour to build it. it took me like four weeks. <laughs> hey, there's, you know, there's no time limit. That's all good. <laughs> 
Um, well, uh, you know, if people want to hear more, um, you know, where all could people find you online as well? Uh, um, you know, if they want to listen to some more. Yeah. So, um, so I've got a website, cigarboxscott.com and I'm on, I think all of the social media platforms or most of them, the big ones. Right. Uh, and it's on all of those. I'm at cigarboxscott, which makes it Thanks real easy because there's mm -hmm. no one else out there like that. I have discovered there's a cigar box guy. So that's why okay. I'm cigar box Scott. I'm there on you YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Um, so you can find me on those. Um, if anybody wants to reach out to me from any of those platforms, um, first of all, I love to talk about music. Obviously, I love to play music. I'm looking for gigs. Uh, it's been really fun to get back into music, you know, and take too much. But, you know, with, with my kids getting old and not wanting to hang out with me anymore, I've Got back into playing music, and that's great. It was great raising kids, and now it's fun to get back to this. So, uh, nice. you know, and for me, it's 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 fun. It's not it's not my job. You know, I have a job, so I look at the idea of I could drive out to a music festival anywhere, and it would become a vacation to play there. Right, yeah. So it's it's really fun. So I'd love to hear from people, and uh, I've met a lot of cool people already, yourself included. So I appreciate how you support the music, by the way. Oh yeah, well, I just like a chance to get to talk to musicians. <laughs> so thank it is you. fun. It is yeah. fun. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being on the yeah. show. Everything too, I really appreciate it. So. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate you having me, and uh, thanks so much. And uh, I hope to see some of your listeners out there in the uh, social sphere. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, if you want, you, you're welcome to play us out, and I can because uh, I can never figure out how my theme song <laughs> works with this yeah. new program, anyways. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I could definitely do that. I'll, I'll play it out, and then you just you fade me, uh, or uh, yeah, and I'll just do that. <laughs> yeah. too. This is uh, this is a song about moonshine. It's called the moonshine. Yeah.
Sounds awesome. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right. Well, um, uh, that was my interview with uh, Scott, aka Cigarbox Scott on TikTok and elsewhere. And if you want to see him playing live, he's going to be at the Yellow Cab on January 4th, so you won't want to miss that. Uh, be sure to check him out. You will not regret it. And that's it for today's show. So if you'd like to learn more about me, your host, you can also visit gemcitydudispriest.com. Or you can learn more about everything that I can do for you, ranging from helping you travel to Bosnia to appreciating your wedding or mediating your divorce, uh, whatever you need. So thanks so much for listening. Take care, everyone.